0: Welcome to this episode of What About Power Over Ethernet? I'm your host, Shelby Skirhock. Today, my guest is Jim Tepper, Director of Products and Marketing at EtherWAN Systems. Jim, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Shelby, glad to be here.
0: So on the last episode, we got down to the basics of Power Over Ethernet with you, Jim, but just as a quick recap, what's important to understand about PoE as it relates to switches?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, power over Ethernet is certainly something that everybody thinks is very easy to use, but um, one thing to remember about it is that you should really seek to learn a little bit more, get a little bit more knowledge about it, because I think at the end of the day, you'll prevent any kind of headaches or nightmares that uh, can come with not understanding how PoE really works and the differences between the types of PoE out there.
0: Well, so there are different types, and to at least uh, get an understanding of which type uh, of switch that you're building needs, um, you want to understand what your options are. So, uh, Jim, can you help explain the difference between commercial and hardened switches?
1: Yeah, I think in the the teaser for this video, it was uh, hardened up. You know, kind of teasing people. They need to really worry about some wimpy server room switch being able to handle the most critical communications that they may have within their building or even in their entire network. Uh, the reality is that a server room is a very nice environment. It's like you going to Hawaii and relaxing on a beach, okay. enjoying the nice <laughs> weather. You know, this is, this is your element. I love it, it's great. Well, what if you were to take that and instead put you in the middle of the Arabian desert, for instance, it's not the same thing. It might look like a beach, but it's not a beach. Um, that's the kind of the same thing in, in, a, in a office environment. It might look like part of the office, but it's not really the same thing. Um, so realistically, you have to be careful where Ethernet switches are actually put. Now, they're not the most delicate things in the world. It's not like they're made of glass, but um, it is... Important to note that even underneath some people's desks that are, you know, shoved with wires and maybe there's no ventilation there, it's put in a corner. Ethernet switches can fail if they're not hardened. Now that's that's probably the most extreme example of it's still the office. Why is it not working? But there are other situations like warehouses. We're, you don't know, ever really think about it. The warehouse is part of the office in a lot of cases, but doesn't it get hot in there? Sometimes it's not temperature controlled. A lot of right. the time, it's not. It can get pretty darn hot in those warehouses. And Ethernet switches are not designed to really work when it's over 80 degrees Fahrenheit. So for that reason, you look at a hardened switch, something that can really uh, take the heat. You know, if you look at something like this, this is an example of a hardened switch. Uh, It's got these metal fins on it. Uh, The metal fins can dissipate all the heat from the actual hardware. Uh, The chips on the boards Are connected directly with that large aluminum heatsink so all the heat from the ethernet switch when it's operating gets put outside of the case Um, and that means you don't need a a fan to cool it in a server room it's usually pretty noisy the reason why it's so noisy is because of the fans
0: right
1: well I mean it's quite simple if you don't have a fan uh, you need another way of dissipating heat why don't we just put a fan in these hardened devices wouldn't that make sense well Logically, you'd think so, but generally, let's give the warehouse example. Does it ever get dusty in a warehouse?
0: <laughs> Does it ever
1: get dirty? Right? Server rooms are pretty like clean rooms almost. So, anytime you're outside of a server room, there are a lot of dust can cum- accumulate. And what do fans love more than dust? Well, nothing really. So the dust comes in, it cakes on the fan, and you have to clean that fan over time. If you don't clean it, it's going to fail. Uh, And even if you do clean it and you're religious about doing that, it's still going to fail to wear component over time. You know, they say that you should be cleaning your fans at least twice a year Uh, on, it depends how dirty it is. And even if you, you're lucky enough to clean it twice a year, you might only get five years out of a fan, you know? So anyway, I'm talking a lot. I get really excited about uh, commercial.
0: No, yeah. Well, yeah. And so, I mean, there's... There's definite situations where one might work better for one situation or one, one place where another would for another. So let's talk about kind of the pros and cons of, uh, of each. Uh, can we go over uh, some of the pros and cons of a hardened switch versus a commercial switch?
1: Yeah, for sure. So um, we'll start with the pros on a hardened switch. The pros are going to be that the thing's going to last virtually forever. Um, we have many, many clients running with 20-year-old hardware. Uh, And that's because it's built with hardware and chips on the inside, on the board that are designed to work in these extended temperature environments and a high vibration environment. So they're overbuilt. It's just like the most robust thing you can imagine. So of course it's gonna last forever, but 20 years from now, you might not wanna be going a measly one gig speed or even 10 gig by then it'll be a terabyte speed or whatever. But um, that's a pro. So definitely longevity of the device. The second thing is no cleaning, no maintenance, never have to take the device down. So you plug it in and you leave it there for 20 years. So don't worry about cleaning or turning it off or getting your network down to do maintenance. That's a good uh, second pro. Uh, the third thing is uh, that it is pretty small. When you use hardened devices, they're not usually rack mount. You can get them in rack mount form factors, but they can be in small packages like this and you get all the ports you need uh and you can kind of just put it anywhere so you can mount it upside down you could put it sideways lay it on a shelf it doesn't really matter you don't need to worry about uh positive airflow like you would in a server room those kinds of things um what else is another positive uh i'd say that's probably the the majority of it the negatives now the negative is generally it's price you know if you want something to last you have to Pay for the quality components. A lot of people will say, well, you got to pay for quality, and all they're doing is, you know, repackaging something. This is not the case when you have a true hardened Ethernet switch from a company that's been doing it for 25 years. It is built from the ground up, designed with specialized components, put in a very special order and placement on the board so that heat dissipation can happen appropriately. Um, So, yes, you're going to pay a little bit more, but what is the cost of sending someone out to fix a problem? What's your cost of network downtime? Those are very high in general. Even if you just roll a truck and there's no lost revenue due to the network being down, you're rolling a truck to fix something, you're looking at three to $500 right off the bat. So right there, you've paid for the difference in price.
0: Well, so you know, let's go ahead and talk about price because you know I understand that, that the hard switches are significantly uh, more expensive. So. I guess if you're looking at, do I really need that? Uh, why would you want to invest in a hardened switch besides the, uh, the some of the factors that you've already mentioned?
1: Yeah, no, that's a great question because oftentimes we'll talk to security integrators or or other folks that are saying, I can buy another switch for fifty dollars. Why do I want to spend six hundred on on a hardened switch? I'll just you know I'll buy three of them. I'll put mm-hmm. Two in my car, and then if something fails, I'll go out and replace it. That's fine. Um, The philosophy at first sounds, sounds logical. But now you think about it, how much time does it take to take a new one out of the box and plug it in? What is your time worth? What's the network downtime worth? What's the frustration for your customer worth when they said this thing went down again? The commercial stuff is not designed to last that long. In fact, the development cycles are in five-year platforms. So they're expecting that you will upgrade in five-year increments. So if you have a device that's been running for five years, time to buy a new one, they're not going to support the old one anymore. They're going to end a life it, uh, and, and it's not really guaranteed to run much past that point in time. If it does, hey, great bonus. Um, it's a different philosophy with Hardened. It is designed on a 10-year life cycle. So all components, all support, everything is designed at a minimum of 10. And then it goes on up from there. So really it's what's your time worth? What's your customer satisfaction worth? Is it for everyone? No. For someone that's a penny pincher that all they care about is money, don't buy a hardened product. If all they care about is reliability and total cost of ownership over time, absolutely have to look at hardened. There is no substitute.
0: Well, let's look at the the factors going into that. I mean, you mentioned as far as the customer inconvenience. Uh, let's talk about a specific scenario. I guess what would be an example of uh, a situation where it's really critical to have that reliability and and the time that it would take to basically get another a commercial switch, a, a diff, additional one going, uh, that's something that time you can't really afford.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are so many scenarios that I could bring up, but let's just bring up an easy one that everyone can relate to. Let's say it's a network security camera. So very common, right? IP cameras are everywhere. Mm -hmm. If you have an IP camera monitoring a hallway or an entrance to a building or any secure area, if the network goes down to that camera, now you have an issue, you don't have security anymore. So what do you have to do? You have to then take a guard, a physical person and put them in that area to watch it until that camera or network is back up and running. How much does that cost? What is the risk for that person that is now standing in that area? It could be a hazardous area. Um, There could be a loss of life situation, insurance issues for being down. Security is a very, very big deal. You never want to have network downtime as it relates to security. And what if the network goes down um, and someone stole something uh, or someone got shot, someone got beat up, but, oh, I don't have the video footage because the network is down. You don't want to have to deal with that situation. Uh, That's how you lose your job. So you kind of watch out. Uh, Definitely, um, you know, it used to be no one gets fired for for buying IBM way back in the day. Well, now it's uh, no one gets fired for buying Hardened because the stuff's going to work and it's going to last.
0: So we've started talking about some of the situations and scenarios that uh, you might need to to look at a a hardened switch uh, for a building. Uh, What are some factors that uh, that buildings owners or or, security professionals or anybody that's looking at this commercial versus hardened debate, what are some factors they need to know as as far as installing it?
1: Yeah, you know, so uh, for these hardened devices, they can literally be installed anywhere. So that is actually a big positive for them. That means that they can install it in the ceiling. They can put it in an enclosure in the warehouse where it gets super hot. Um, They can literally put a hardened device anywhere and know that it's going to be reliable. They don't have to take those wires and plumb them all the way back to a server room and then get IT's permission to... Do some you know new cabling and all that fun stuff. Oftentimes these networks are separate, so they have their own wiring, they have their own aggregation points, and wouldn't it be nice if you can put those anywhere? So you know it gives you that flexibility. So the installation really is wherever there is a box, wherever you can put a box, you can put a hardened device and know that it can stay running reliably for a very long time.
0: Well, uh, you yeah, know, excellent food for thought there. Uh, What's, can you speak to the importance of having a a professional to kind of, you know, an expert to to be able to bounce this off of and and really work with you to understand the need for a hardened switch?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, a lot of times the networks are such that they're being managed by two different groups of people, Mm -hmm. operational technology people and the IT technology people. And while the underlying technology is the same, it's ethernet, the way you use it is quite different. Um, you, know, you can make the case for operational technologies in a transportation system. You know that all those intersections that you drive through every day on your commute are all connected via ethernet. Well, not all of them, most of them are, some of them are, it depends what city you're in. But in any case, those traffic cabinets that sit on the corner, they are not cooled in any way. Um, they get pretty darn hot in those boxes. They're out in the sun all day long. And if you live in Phoenix, those boxes will for sure get to about 150 degrees. That sounds like an impossible environment for something like an ethernet switch to survive. Right. Um, but when you get a true hardened device, like the Ethernet ethernet stuff, it is, uh, it is certified up to 165 degrees. So it's awful hot, not a place you want a human to be. No. Um, but when you're talking about communication, you, you have to have that, uh, Um, Capability out there. So in operational technology, they have these cabinets everywhere and they're putting, they're installing these things. Now they need to find a way to kind of justify that or help explain to the IT person the difference in their network. And in that particular instance, you've got a very spread out network across the city that you have all of these different devices communicating back into the central uh, repository or the TMC, the Traffic Management Center. So, it's a lot more um, spread out than your typical IT would be. A typical IT got to be a closet within an office building where all the wires are easily copper most of the time. They're local, they're easy to run. Uh, it's an air conditioned building. All of those things are different. So, the network is a little different, the environment's a little different. So now how do you see eye to eye between IT and OT? Being able to explain the challenges in environment. I need this because it's hot. I don't want to touch it for five to 10 years. I can't maintain it. I don't want to clean the the fans every year. I I can't get out to every single cabinet remotely. It'll it'll blow blow my budget out. Um, And I need simple connectivity with a lot of fiber that uh, maybe the IT guy just isn't used to. And while the IT guy can certainly make recommendations on general IP address schemes and stuff like that, that's great. But the reality is the hardware can't be a server room device put out in the field. It just won't work that way.
0: Well, a lot of uh, great insight here. Uh, As we start to wrap up, uh, if there was a headline that we would put on this episode, uh, I guess what's the main takeaway that you want our listeners to understand, Jim?
1: Yeah, you know... um, Harden up, it's worth it, I guess, you know, when you do those hardened devices, uh, you'll make your life a lot easier over time. Uh, It is great to know that you can buy something, you can put it out there and just forget about it for years and years and know it's just going to work. It's a nice feeling to have that out there and also a nice feeling to be secure with your job because you made the right choice.
0: Absolutely. Jim, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thanks, Shelby. I appreciate
0: it. Well, and that does it for this episode of What About Power Over Ethernet? Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a new episode. Until next time, I'm Shelby Skirhock.